everybody. One second. Okay, I have a runny nose and I don't like to, okay, anyway. I usually wipe it on camera, but I'm, I'm trying to get more, you know, better. You know how you like do something and you wanna get better as you go? Like, that's what I'm gonna do. So, um, over the weekend, I learned a lot of things. Um, first, let me start with my intro. <laughs> Here I go. Thank you so much for tuning into today's video. My name is Casey LeBlanc with Chantilly Lace Wedding Company in Houma, Louisiana. I am a wedding planning mentor, consultant. I do planning, designing, and wedding day coordination. Uh, since COVID, I have really turned over a mentor consultant type service, um, mainly because weddings are, they're a lot smaller. Um, well, they've been a lot smaller. And so people really, since they're having such a small experience, they really just want guidance and help. And so I've been able to help with that. But uh, here I get to teach for you guys. And basically what I love to do um, and the, at the beginning of March is I started a 60 day how to plan your wedding video series. And I mean, I just, I wanna inspire and empower and help brides just like you in their wedding planning process go from stress-free, I'm sorry, no one wants you to be stress-free, go from stressed out and like anxious to stress-free and happy. And one of the ways that I believe that I can do that for you is by coming before you each and every day with just little nuggets, or actually they're not nuggets, they're like anywhere between 30 minutes to an hour long. So they're like more like lessons I don't know, I just value, I value what I know and I, I wanna give it to people right now. And so people have been reaching out to me. If you have reached out to me, thank you so much. I am so glad you're getting something out of this series. Um, I just, the goal here is to cheer you up. I know that wedding planning can be very stressful. You want everything to go perfectly, but there's happiness everywhere you look. And if I can be something that you tune into each and every day that makes you happy um, in your wedding planning journey, then I've achieved my goal. Um, I don't do this to to my own horn. I don't do this to say I know everything. I'm not, I'm not the biggest expert. I don't have the biggest channel. If you go to my YouTube channel, I have literally three subscribers, you know? Um, and so it's it's not one of these things that you know, I'm out to be the biggest and best because I know there are others, but I'm out to be me and I'm out to serve you. So if that's your jam, if that is something that you can get behind that you would like to hear every day is just a little bit of happiness that you can have in your wedding planning journey by listening to what I talk about each day, then I am so happy. I, I welcome you. Go ahead and like, if you heard it or not, but it just started blaring on my screen. Go ahead and like this video, comment on it, tell me what you think. Uh, share this video with friends if you're watching on another platform. Um, social media is usually like, comment, and share. YouTube and podcasts is subscribe and hit the notification bell. So wherever you are watching or listening, please let me know something. I wanna hear from you. I love hearing from you. Um, the people who have reached out to me, we've gone back and forth and I feel like we're not best friends, but I feel like we've become friends. I feel like I've been able to help, and that's just, that's my heart. I hope you hear that. 
Okay, so now that you know who I am and what I do, let's get into today's video. So today's video is all about the common wedding venues and the locations that people have weddings. Okay, so it's not necessarily in this town, here's your venues. In this town, here's your venues. No, I do work all over Louisiana, um, but I don't work with all venues and I don't work with all types of venues. There are certain venues I only work with certain types of the year. For example, your girl Casey here doesn't like outdoors in the summer. So if you have an outdoor summer venue in Louisiana, you do you boo boo, but I will not be doing that because I don't do outdoor Louisiana weddings. In the summertime, I love fall outdoors and spring outdoors, but I don't like outdoor summer weddings. So I know that people like that, and I'm going to talk about outdoor weddings, but that's just to give you an idea of all, like, what kind of weddings I do. Um, I also really like doing mini weddings. Those are so intimate. Mm, I love those. Big weddings are awesome too, but many weddings, you get to see the real sides of people. People are not necessarily on their best behavior. You know, they, they get to be their real selves. They cry, they dance, they go crazy. It is just wonderful. So in this video, we're going to talk about the venues themselves. Okay. So let me tell you a story. You're the bride. Okay. This is your story, for example, you know. So you're the bride and you've decided on a venue that you want to get married at. It's perfect. You think it, you think it's the most perfect venue for you, either your friend or your mama's sister or your cousin or somebody got married at this venue. It is the best. Everybody raves about this venue. Okay. So you like, perfect. I don't even have to look around. I'm just going to get married here because everything goes great. And so you go to this venue and you do like, a halfway venue tour. You look around because you've already been there for other weddings. So you already know everything about the venue. You've already seen it. You know it's beautiful. So you don't really need to go through all the nitty details. You already know you want your wedding here. Well, honey, you find out, you book it. You put your deposit down, all that good stuff. But you find out that it doesn't necessarily come with all the things you thought it came with. Those other weddings that you were that were there, they just so happened to have things that you thought came with it. I see it all the time. Somebody's friend gets married somewhere and they have this awesome thing at this venue. And then you get to the venue and you notice that that thing is not there. Or you book it and you come and you're you're like, "Where's that thing that my friend had for her wedding?" Well, that was another vendor that just brought that thing in. That didn't come with your venue. But yet you just assume because it looked like it belonged there that it came with the venue and you are left thinking, but I paid all this money and I assumed it would be there. One of the most common things that I can think of is um, ceiling draping. Okay, so you have venues that have this pretty ceiling draping, you know what I'm talking about, with lights in it. And people automatically assume that that comes with the venue because it's on the ceiling. But no, it doesn't. Not all venues have that included. That's a decorator who comes in and puts up a venue ceiling draping, and then they take it down. But yet you just assume because your friend was like, yeah, it's all inclusive. I mean, how often do you really sit down and talk about every single thing in your contract and their contract that was included? They just say, yeah, everything's included. Everything was done there. It was just great. It was, I mean, awesome. 
And so you're like, I was at that wedding. That wedding was gorgeous. I want my wedding there. You book it. You pay all this money. You go to talk about your nitty gritty in the contract. And all of a sudden, you notice that there's no decor included. But now you're in a contract. But now you can't get out of it. And now you got to pay more money. Because you didn't take the time to do a real venue tour, to ask the real important questions, to make sure that your venue does everything you want it to do. On the opposite end of that, let's say that you went to this venue and it had full service. You paid for the full service, right? But you already had in mind what you wanted and they said, yeah, we can do all that. That's part of the full service package, yeah. That's all part. Everything you asked for is part of it, okay? But you didn't necessarily look at everything that's included in the full service package. And so your wedding comes and you go through and you have your wedding and it's great and everything is fine. There's a few things that you're like, hmm, I don't know about this, but everything's great all along. But then you find out after the fact that there was a whole list of services that you could have put in. For example, the biggest thing that um, I see happen is that a bride is looking at a location for her reception. Just the reception, right? She's been to a reception, the bride wants a reception, everything's great. Yeah, she's gonna have to find a ceremony location, but right now this is the reception venue she wants. So she goes, she tours the same room her friend had and she's looking at everything and she's like, yes, Awesome, I want the full service package for this. But what she didn't know, and she went out and paid for a ceremony location, but what she didn't know is that a ceremony location was included in her package at that venue. That, oh my gosh, she was sick to her stomach when she found out. I wasn't her planner for that, because I'd known, but this friend was like, all I looked at was the reception, and I didn't ask do you have a ceremony location? Because sometimes these places have a reception area and they have a specific ceremony area. It's one location, but they do two specific things, but they're included in the same price. But she didn't know that. So she literally paid for that space, but she also paid for another space. Do you see what I'm saying? So in your venues, when you go on tours, when you're looking into types of locations, it's very important to know what each one offers, everything, down to the number of staff that are gonna be walking around on your wedding day. Like, it's, you have to know. You wanna take advantage of all the services that these venues offer, okay? So, here's what you need to know. Anyway, so can you relate? That's something else I wanted to ask. Those stories where one bride thought she was getting something and she didn't, and the other story where this bride thought she had everything but realized she could have had something else that she paid for, but she didn't use it because she went somewhere else. And they, she didn't know that she had that space. I mean, have you ever heard of that happening? I would love to hear about it in the comments. I would love for you to tell me your story or your friend's story because it happens all the time. And the venues are not to blame because their job is to give the client what the client asks for. Now, a really good venue will tell you everything anyway. But the rule of thumb is, is to give enough information as to not overwhelm you. 
When a bride walks in, the last thing a venue or a vendor wants to do is overwhelm you. So what they do is they ask, what are you looking for in your wedding venue? And you give them the things you would like. I'd like an outdoor place. I'd like this. I'd like this. I'd like this. And so they tell you how they can serve you in that capacity. But what they don't do, unless they're really happy about all their services, is they don't list out all the services for you because that would be information overload. And so they're checking all of your boxes because that's what you asked for. But in the back of their mind, they're thinking, I've got all these other services that I can offer this bride, but I don't wanna give her too much information. So if you're the type of bride that gets information overload, they'll stop. Like if they look at you and they read you and they think that you're overwhelmed, they will not tell you anymore. However, if you can look at them and say, okay, you've checked the boxes that I wanted. Now tell me about every service you offer and be ready because some of these venues offer the world and some of these vendors give you everything but their leg and they do it for a really great price. And so when you talk to them and you, they, they'll ask you, you sure you want to know everything? You don't have to remember it all. Just know that they're going to come at you and they're going to tell you, but you don't have to remember it all because if you go with them, everything will be on a contract. The contract's job is to remember it all. You just need to be blown away by how, how awesome their services are and all the services that they offer. But you do wanna hear them because you don't wanna think you have something or not know you have something, okay? So that's my, that's my venue um, lesson of the day, okay? So today we are going to talk about the most common venue types, okay? So the first venue location option that I see happening more and more is an integrated venue, okay? Basically, that's a fancy word. Integrated venue is a fancy word for saying the ceremony, cocktail hour, and reception is all at one location. Hotels are known for this. Um, you know, different restaurants are known for this. Civic centers are known for this. They have everything in one location. A lot of places in New Orleans do this kind of thing. Um, it helps save money on paying for two locations is what it does. But it, and, and the one of the greatest things is that it keeps the guests in one place so they don't have to leave one location, travel to another and find a parking spot. Because in New Orleans, parking's not free. And so if you find a location that's got free parking and everything's in one place, um, or you have a shuttle bus that brings them and drops them off or something all in one place, it saves money, it saves transportation, it saves time, it saves energy from people having to travel and get through traffic. So that's the biggest pro about it, okay? Um, I don't know why my mouse isn't working. There we go. <laughs> okay. Um, some integrated venues are already decorated so beautifully and come with tables, chairs, linens, china, etc. So that saves you money on decor and rental costs. It's all included. These types of venues are usually run like a well-oiled machine so that everything flows smoothly from start to finish, from the ceremony to the cocktail hour to the reception. They have the changeover down to a science. Changeover is when ceremony and location are transitioning into each other. 
So you have your ceremony ending. There's attendants that lead everybody to a cocktail hour so they can change the ceremony location into a reception area and then everybody comes in. It's, it's well oiled. It's gonna flow because they know they have to get so many people in, out, fed, partied, and out the door by a certain time. And so they work it that way, okay? Um, some require to use some require you to use their caterer and bar, but allow other vendors to come in. And some require you to use all of their vendors. You just have to ask what, like if you have vendors you want to use and you go to a place that doesn't allow that, you have to decide: Do I want this venue or do I want my vendors that I want to use more? And if that if one or the other happens, you'll have to either go with that venue or find another location or go with their venues. You know what I mean? Their vendors and stuff. Other integrated locations, such as hotels, um, they are integrated. So you've got your places that are integrated, ceremony, cocktail location, and decorated, and come with all these different things, tables, chairs, linens, silverware, china, all that good stuff. And then you have other places that are integrated. They can serve as one location, and they're also places where people can sleep. So if you have a hotel block, um, a hotel room block, people can go upstairs, downstairs, upstairs, downstairs. The thing about hotels is that they aren't always decorated and usually are a complete blank canvas um, that can be transformed into whatever you wish, like a garden or a forest or a vintage ballroom. All it takes is a good decorator to do that for you. Also, hotels usually have numerous rooms that you can use for the ceremony, cocktail hour, and receptions. They have them side by side or across the hall from one another. However, their price is usually, um, oh wait, I skipped a line. Many hotels require that you use their bar and caterer and even some of their vendors. I know there's a, there's a hotel down here called the Courtyard Marriott that we have right next to the Civic Center. Um, but you have to use, if you get the, if you get, uh, if you book a wedding there, you have to use their caterer. Whereas if you go to the Civic Center, you have more choices of caterers. So it just depends on what, the prices and what you're looking for. Both are blank canvases. Both can be decorated to your liking. However, when you're at a hotel, their price is usually the best because it covers all the food, drinks, tables, linens, flatware, staffing needed for the event, and in some cases includes a bridal attendant or a wedding coordinator, okay? Um, most integrated places also include a bridal suite to get dressed and things like that. Next type is the off-site wedding venues. These, I usually charge more to do. I'm just gonna tell you, as a wedding planner, I charge like double the price when I've got to do an off-site wedding venue. Here's why. Off-site is any location that has absolutely nothing on location. Think of an empty field or a rustic barn. These places need to be put together from the ground up. Bathrooms, floors, power, water, Everything needs to be brought in. This type of location is the most expensive and has the most red tape due to the required permits, permits and insurances needed by the city. For example, I did a wedding in Jackson Square in New Orleans and even though it is surrounded by lots of beautiful scenery and tourists and businesses, it is considered an offsite location because it is just a park. No bathrooms, no water, no power, no chairs or equipment at all. Everything had to be brought in to make that wedding happen. That's what I'm talking about. Like, that's why I charge more. Not to mention it was a public place. 
Public places and off-site locations, I charge more. The reason is I can't control it as much. If I'm gonna do something and coordinate something, I have to be in control. It's, it's part of my nature, you know? And Jackson Square, that wedding especially, um, I'll give you an example. Yeah, listen to this story, I'm telling you. As an example, we doing this wedding in Jackson Square, right? I have, I got the bride up the aisle, everything's great, everybody's lying by the fountain, all that good stuff. There's no water in the fountain, okay? No water in the fountain because it's February. And if you do that, the homeless people go in and out of the fountain and take baths, right? And so there's no water in the fountain and we're standing there and it's beautiful, everybody's watching. Well, the next thing you know, I'm like standing to the side. I'm like, this is going great. Like we got everybody up there. I moved the crowds out the way because in a public park, you can't rope off nothing. Like you can't tell people, don't walk here. Don't walk there. They don't listen. They're tourists. They don't listen. So you just have to go with the flow. It was, oh my gosh, it was crazy. So I'm like, all right, it doesn't matter who's walking by. It doesn't matter this, that. The photographers used to doing it in, in New Orleans, fine. Next thing you know, a homeless woman walks up and gets into the fountain. Now granted, there's no water in the fountain, but she's in the fountain and she's photobombing the ceremony. So while the photographer is trying to take pictures of the officiant and the bride and the groom, this woman's like, and she's homeless. She's a homeless woman. And I'm like, what is she doing? Like all the tourists are standing around with their phones, you know, and it's what the bride wanted an authentic look an authentic tourist wedding. Like that's what she wanted. And so we were giving it to her and I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh. So I kind of casually walk over to the woman and I'm like, can you please get out of the fountain so we can finish the wedding? Like calm as can be. And this woman looks at me and she says, this is a public park. And if I want to take off my clothes and get naked in this park, I will. And there's nothing you can do about it. And she was right. She was right. And I thought to myself, what in the world? Because I'd never done a wedding in Jackson Square before. Well, the musician that does weddings in New Orleans walked up after me and looked at the woman and said, follow me over here and I'll give you 20 bucks to go away. And the woman got out the fountain and followed the musician. And I thought to myself, is that what you have to do? You have to pay the homeless people to not bother your stuff? Yes, I learned that day from all the people who work Jackson Square regularly. I learned, A, I am not doing this again unless I get paid more because that was stressful as heck. And B, always bring extra money to pay the homeless people to leave you alone. That was my lesson learned. So when you have offsite weddings like that, no power, can't control the people, all that stuff, that's when it's like, oh yeah, I have to charge more and I need to get more done. So that is an offsite wedding. That's the kind of stories you get at offsite weddings. Next is outdoor venue. The biggest tip I can offer is to always have a backup plan for bad weather. Okay, so I would recommend actually choosing a venue that has backup plans for bad weather already in place including someone who can make the call to move the wedding indoors should the need arise so that you don't have to worry about that decision and that the venue has the staff available to move everything inside at the last minute. You don't want to be getting ready and then it starts pouring down raining, raining and you're in your dress and your stuff and you're like, 
I'm about to walk down the aisle and it's raining and everything's outside. There needs to be, if you don't have a coordinator and you don't have somebody on site to, to make the call to like move this stuff in now, wipe it off with towels, get it set up then you're going to be up a tree. <laughs> like You're going to be in a bind. And, and, and that's the last place you want to be. Okay? You don't want wet guests. You don't want cold guests. You don't want hot guests. That's the three things you do not want. Cold, hot, and wet. They do not mix. They do not need to be at your wedding at all. All right? If you're getting married locally, you know the weather of your hometown, and you know when a good and bad time to get married outdoors is for your area. Use wisdom and plan accordingly. Down here, our rainy season is the summer. Our non-rainy seasons usually are fall and spring. We get a lot of rain in the winter, but it's usually really nice in our fall and spring down here in Louisiana. If you aren't getting married locally, but are having an outdoor destination wedding somewhere else, then you need to do your homework, okay? I would recommend hiring a planner in your destination location who can advise you on the best season for an outdoor wedding and the best venues to hold your wedding at. They probably have the inside scoop on those venues as well. They're a planner. If you decide to go it alone and not have someone in your corner with boots on the ground at your destination, you have no way of knowing what the weather will be like and it makes things more difficult to control and maintain. You lose a lot of leverage kind of thing. Like you, you can't make the call if you don't know to make the call because you're not there to make the call. That's what happens at a destination, okay? Again, do your homework and research the, um, do your homework and research the rainfall, weather, allergens, etc. of your wedding date for your destination and get an idea of what the averages are for each. Make your plans and backup plans accordingly. If you don't know whether it's gonna rain, look at, the, look at what happened on that day last year and the year before that and the year before that. That's what I mean by doing research, okay? My wedding was January 2nd. But on the week of that week, from Christmas through New Year's, what was the weather like here? And I knew, rainy. I got married January in the winter. It was rainy, okay? And so I knew, all right, uh, I want a place where we have a cover for people to get out under the cover. And then I also want at the, at the, at the reception a place to get out under the cover. I don't want my guests getting wet. And that was how it went. And it worked fine. So you need to plan for that. The next type of venue is homes or residential venues. Not bed and breakfast. Not places that serve as like it's somebody's home, but it's also a venue. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about somebody's actual home. You know, where it's not set up for 100 people. You have to bring in stuff to make it set up for 100 people. And it's not set up for a caterer to come in that kitchen and cook a bunch of food. Okay, so... Home weddings are personal and intimate, intimate and give lots of privacy to the celebration so that only those closest to the couple are there to celebrate the occasion. Home weddings come with hidden costs that you may not think about, such as equipment rentals, creating catering kitchens, bar setups, tents, portable restrooms, and cleaning costs after the wedding is over, just to name a few. Carpets need to be cleaned, windows need to be fixed. You know, um, furniture needs to be cleaned. Like when you have things in your home or in residences, the more people you bring in, the more dirty and broken things get. And you need to have extra homeowner's insurance to be able to do that. 
The simpler you go, of course, the less it will cost and the easier it will be. For example, a backyard wedding ceremony with your closest family and friends and everyone brings a dish for a potluck lunch and use disposable paper products and canned drinks to minimize cleanup. That's very common down here in Louisiana is uh, backyard potlucks That's and buffets. Like that's one of the most common things down here. And, um, you know, we buy canned drinks and we ice them down in big tubs and um, especially for crawfish balls, that's quite common. But everyone can dress casual and you can rent picnic tables or patio furniture for seating. Remember that you want at least two to three bathrooms in the house or outside for guests to use. Two to three bathrooms, okay? No matter how many people, two to three bathrooms. Okay, if you are having an intimate wedding, have you considered having your wedding at a restaurant? Now hear me out, I know it's like, what? Restaurants are the perfect place if you're wanting superb food and service, but don't want the headache of hiring a caterer, bar supplier, or rental supplier for tables and chairs because it's already there at the restaurant. You may need to rent extra bowls, plates, glasses, and flatware due to the restaurant not having enough for all of your guests. So you could rent out a restaurant. There's a restaurant down here called Cristiano's. Cristiano's, when he has a wedding, you can rent the outside courtyard or you can rent the entire restaurant. And in that restaurant, there's enough for so many people. There's enough plates, bowls, food, silverware for so many people. And then there's a courtyard for dancing and different things like that, okay? Restaurants make it so easy because they usually have, a, have preset meals that you choose from or you can choose a few different options for your wedding and the guests choose the meal they want ahead of time on their RSVP response card. You don't have to figure out your meal, okay? So you would go to Cristiano's or whatever restaurant and you'd say, well, what's your wedding meals options? And they would show you and you would pick. Copeland's does the same thing. Um, places with patios and courtyards make for cozy ceremony areas with the reception being inside the actual restaurant. Now you're not gonna have as much openness as you would in a big hall where everybody's together and there's a dance floor. It's usually two separate places. Like you have your ceremony and dance floor in one place and you have your reception in another place and you're eating in another place. So people are going back and forth all night long. Restaurants usually have one price per head and that covers the venue fee, the food, bar and beverage, decor, staff, tables, chairs, linens, china, flatware, etc. Anything they have in the restaurant, it includes the setup, cleanup, teardown, and sometimes they offer wedding cakes, cake cutting, etc. Restaurants are amazing to have small intimate weddings. Just remember that if you are taking over the restaurant on a Friday or a Saturday night, when they are usually the busiest, you may have to pay what their revenue would be on a typical night like that before they just shut it down. So if you have a tight, tight budget and you wanna shut down a restaurant, it's probably not gonna be for you because these restaurants that I'm talking about, they make so much money on Friday and Saturday because that's when people come out to eat that you'd have to really be bringing in lots of guests and spending lots of money on bar, beverage, food for them to even consider shutting down for you. Now, if you want an intimate affair, like if you go to Copeland's and they have this big room and it's, it fits you know, 50 or more people, you could have it in there, but it's all in one location. And they also have other people in the restaurant, but that room is yours. Does that make sense? So that's the main venues we talked about. 
that I wanted to talk about today. Um, hopefully you enjoyed this video. Okay, so we had integrated, off-site, outdoor, home and residential, and restaurants. So that's like the five main types that I wanted to talk about today. Okay, so... Um, yeah, there's so much more, and there's more options, I'm sure. Museums and this and that and the other that I could go into, but for time's sake... I need to close the video. I need to shut it down. Um, if you want more clarity or guidance for finding your perfect wedding venue, if you want step-by-step, walk-you-through-it guidance, um, check out my link in the description and the show notes so that you can book a discovery call with me. I would love to be your mentor or your consultant and walk you through that process step-by-step. -step. Anything you need for your wedding planning process, I can help you with. If you enjoyed this video, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, share, review, all that good stuff, no matter where you're listening from. Thank you again for watching, and I will see you guys in tomorrow's video, where I actually talk more about how to prepare for venue selection and venue tours, okay? And that's going to be amazing, because not a lot of people prepare before they go. Not a lot of people even know what they want in a venue, and this is going to give you uh, more questions to ask yourself, more clarity. So I'll see you guys in the next one. Thank you so much for watching again. Bye.